Oh. Hello. I've got a bit of swear word on my T-shirt, so I was just trying to work out where I can see it. Can they see You're it You're fine. Now? No, well, you can see so what So only what we see is what they see. Yeah, Good. Well, I bloody hope so, otherwise <laughs> they're going to see your incredibly <laughs> revealing set of underwear. Good morning, coffee moaners. How are you? Lovely to see you. We are a bit earlier today. So sorry if you're watching this on on uh, upload and you think, hang on a minute. It's just we've got loads of other things to do. What do you mean do. on upload? When you've uploaded it later. You think, oh, because you come at 9.30 and it's an upload. Oh, catch up. Oh, yeah. is that what you say? Yeah. I catch up. You've got all the jargon today, haven't you, babe? You're, I'm struggling. You're, you're charging at the jargon, but you're choosing the wrong <laughs> jargon. I was struggling to speak. We had so much to do. You do you like the word jargon? I like the word jargon. Jargon. We had so much to do this morning. Our eldest isn't well, and she had to go to college, so I was running Why? around trying to make her feel better before she left. <laughs> Mark had to dash to give her a lift to the neck on. station because <laughs> she's feeling so shit. And then we had to get ready yeah. with all the news. And then the shopping arrived, and they went in bags, and it's just been that kind of a morning. Anyway, but we're here, and it's really nice because we can just settle with you for the next half hour, forty minutes or so, and just chat. Morning, Natasha Tiramos. Hope you're well, sweetie. Shons Natasha, we're still eating the cake. Natasha, I keep I keep meaning to ask you, Natasha. Do you mind if I post the photos of your cake? I never post anything unless I get unless I get an okay. What? How gorgeous! That? It's been calling me. I just keep mm. going and slicing another bit off. Um, Give her, give her love to that beautiful baby of yours. You look very healthy, Nadia, says uh, Sarah Jones. Do I? Honestly, honestly, I... Yeah, thank you. Yeah, just Thank take you, it. that's what just I have to say. You look very thank strong you. in your latest Instagram I post. I just saw your message under my post, and it oh. really meant a lot to me, actually. I, I messaged you back, I don't know if you said it, because you never comment on things like that. Don't I? I comment no. on most of your posts. Somebody you, don't see, you don't see my posts, it's really weird. Well, I do when I, if I go looking for them, they don't show. But anyway, um, I was reading some of the messages under that post, actually. And do you know what? Genuinely heartwarmed. There were a lot of people saying, or they felt inspired, they're going to start, they're going <laughs> to... Some people go, oh, well, I go, I go on the treadmill for 20 minutes and I hate it. I said, get off the bloody treadmill. What could be most... Who is gonna, hell, thank God you're here. Who is going to stick <laughs> to it? Get off the treadmill. Don't do any exercise that you don't love because you will not stick at it. Mark loves Joe Wicks. He's consistently done it five um, times a week for two years. I, I, I pers- a part of you me, love the feeling. Well, no, a part of me disagrees with your theory. Oh. I, I think sometimes it is about, I hated running. I mean, I think part, a part of it sometimes is about pushing past a certain comfort zone. I think we... But not on a treadmill. I said to treadmill, go out and do a 20 minute Treadmills are tough. Yeah. Treadmills are tough. But if you've got weak knees, treadmills are brilliant. Jill Taylor, quiet sub. Morning, everyone. Mark and Ads. Hi, Morning, Jill. Honey. We love our quiet subs. Hello. Um, so should we run through Yeah, so I thought you today. looked absolutely lovely. Um, Thank you. Do you want to run through them or... Do you want me to? You run through. Okay, so we're, we're going to talk briefly about why, we've popped it in the title, why rape victims don't come forward. Um, this is obviously, we've got a couple of, you know, a few people are posting things today that are quite stark in the sort of uh, statistically stark and just emotionally stark. When you look at headlines, when you look at statistics about people who, you know, do go to the police, uh, obviously this is off the back of the uh, Russell Brand case. I mean, a lot of people asking questions like, you know, were they paid? All this kind of stuff in terms of the contributors to the Dispatches documentary. And we thought it's quite a nice thing to add into Coffee Moaning. Why did they come forward there? Posts that we've seen, like we've got one from Kate Beckinsale and one from Kate Thornton, we're going to show you in a bit, both of whom 
just really made just, just, I just thought just illustrated so perfectly yeah. the argument so we might do a bit more of that of coffee in coffee money so we'll talk about that and we'll, and we'll, we'll revisit this idea of um you know I I, I have ma- major misgivings with the documentary itself but in terms of the rationale and the reasoning behind why women don't go to the police we've talked many times about the mm. similar experiences we have so there's no surprise there um we're also going to be talking about the tr- really sad news uh, regarding Nikki Newman, who was Nick Naklu, as, as she's known so on social media, uh, who's a friend of friends and yes, you've met, yeah, who yeah, passed yeah, away yeah. From, from cancer, tragically. Um, we're also going to be looking at this story, which was something we found, uh, I think, late last week. I thought this was really important. This is the most harmful words you could say to your children. Um, and they're not necessarily the most obvious ones, like shut up, you annoying little fucker. You know, you mustn't say that. You just mustn't <laughs> That's say That's definitely that. a banned one. Yeah, but there are sort of other more sort of slightly kind of, uh, you know, like the word proud, pride. I, f- I found another article about that, proud. Your mum has real issues and misgivings about the word proud. I'm pr- really proud of you, you know, when you say all that sort of stuff. Um, and we've got a, Nadia's got an end finally, and I just want to briefly touch upon net zero, don't yawn, everyone, <laughs> but I do. Um, and Ken Livingston, who rather sadly has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, which, you know, for all of the things that, that went wrong for Ken Livingston towards the end of his life, I know that will res- really resonate for my mum, because for any Londoner mm. of many years, Ken Livingston really was a kind of hero. Yeah. He really was a hero yeah, he because he, he felt like a p- politician who wasn't a politician who spoke for Londoners. I mean, yeah. I think that's a fair description. He, and it? he was just very plain speaking, wasn't he? I think he was Down one of work. the first politicians that I really listened to. I agree. I totally agree. Because I, I mean, could yeah. understand him. Yeah. <laughs> In the simplest of terms, you know, at 17, 18, I, I was like, oh, God, who's mm. this guy? And I think it's a I've got a real shame. theme with that. It's the same with, um, what's yeah. his name, Mike Lynch, isn't it? I like plain speaking politician. Mick Lynch, yeah. Lynch plain speaking And I think, you know, my, my take on the whole Ken Livingston thing is obviously he got caught up in the whole um, inappropriate sort of discussions around uh, the Holocaust. He was accused of anti-Semitism. One of the things I struggled with, uh, I, I struggled with that, was having known Ken Livingston over the years be a proponent of equal rights for everyone in London. I've never known a man fight so hard for the disenfranchised or the marginalised or, you know, cultural sectors of London, Jewish... It, so when that happened, when he sort of fell with a sort of silly or stupid or unguarded comment about something, which he then, I think I seem to remember, he sort of backed it up, didn't he? Or he doubled down on it or something. Mm. It didn't float right. I think he was trying to express a more complicated thought, but it just went in all the wrong yeah. directions. Yeah. And it was so sad <clears throat> because actually he was actually an incredibly um, important man in the history of London. And I think that gets mm. forgotten. And there's probably absolutely no one will ever say that again. Now. He was a true socialist, yeah, he really wasn't was. he? Right in his heart. Yeah. Um, anyway, his family, yeah. his family have released the news that he, um, he 78, he has Alzheimer's. Um, he's being well cared for by his family and friends as he leaves, lives a private life in retirement. That brilliant firing on all cylinders brain just wow. like it's just yeah. so scary isn't wow. it yeah, yeah 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 anyway so there's that and then the net zero thing is a very brief thing i want to say this is this is the story that again much against the government's uh, desires um the story was leaked that rishi sunak is gonna soften or slow down his net zero policies now 
Oh, you Why know, doesn't he say reverse on his promises? Well, because he's not. He's not reversing. I think, I might, okay, let me just give you my take on this. I, I personally think there's a lot of kickback on this, saying this is awful, the planet is in a mm. terrible state, and I agree, and I think this is, a, this is all awful. He's looking to essentially slow things down. He's wanting to make it make the transfer to sort of non-petrol or diesel cars being sold. He wants to delay that by five years. And he wants to slow down the process of homes being forced into gas, you know, getting rid of gas boilers and all that kind of stuff or, or making their homes carbon sort of, you know, sort of sensible, carbon safe and all that kind of stuff. I think the point he's trying to make, and I think actually I'm really conflicted on this because, of course, there's the ecological issues. But the reason is, and I think it's a very sensible reason, he doesn't want to bankrupt people, which this will do. Right. I mean, it's a little bit of the of the opposition to you, Liz. We all agree with it in principle, yes. but it's potentially going to hit all the wrong people all the wrong at people. all the wrong time. Mm. So, you know, I know a lot of kind of ecological campaigners will probably go, <clears throat> what the hell are you saying? But I also think there has to be a pragmatism. And I do, I can't believe I'm saying this, I agree with Sunak and Braverman when they say they're being pragmatic around net zero. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing, is, the thing is, a lot, of, a lot of the things that are being asked of us, um, read the planet, a lot of them, not all of them, people that are struggling to pay the bills yeah. are not, are sim people are living day to day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that is being taken into account, because I haven't read this, but crazy morning, if that is what is being taken into account, I think that that's important. I, do think I mean, you look at one whole side of the world when we say, oh, well, why aren't they doing more? Why aren't they doing more? These are, a lot of these countries, people are literally hoping they get their bread that day. So if they're piping whatever into the atmosphere, they're going to do that. What do you, you know? think, guys? What do you think? Because there's something else that's come through, which I think is a really mm. important thing to bear in mind. And there's, it's a kind of, and bear with me again on this, because of course no one is more concerned about the planet for our kids than, than me or us. Or, there's a kind of eco-tyranny, which is like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caricature it for a minute, which means like someone in Islington is eating sourdough and focaccia, who can afford to make all of these kind of mm. uh, transitions and, and make these adjustments and buy things in sort of paper bags that aren't paper bags and da-da-da-da-da. For the vast majority of people, they don't have the luxury of being able to make that choice. And Bamboo but, things are very bloody expensive. Yeah, but, but also, <laughs> and also you know, but the thrust of kind of guilt that's attached to right. not wanting to sign up is really difficult. If you are much yeah. further down the kind of pay ladder... Uh, your, your your quality of life, your, the cost of living is, is squeezing, and then you're made to feel guilty about the you know the environment too. I think it's about balance. Mm. Oh, look. Hannah Leibovitch, I get the concern over bankruptcy, especially during the cost of living crisis. It's a moment of compassion. I agree with the Tories mm. about. Yeah, oh, interesting. I, th I I I really do, and I think you know if they were to just stop and then leave it as a kind of nebulous. Is it coming from a place point, of compassion for well, him? <laughs> I, <laughs> what does anything ever come from a place of compassion? I think it comes yeah, from. I a think place many of, politicians it does. I no, think I think it politicians does. are brutes. I'm choosing to on this one think that it does because I think well. It's also going to appeal to people's pockets, and theoretically, that's going to that's going to. Yeah. I, you know, if you make things totally impossible, if you don't give people any glimmer of hope, they give up. Mm. And that that's Nikki Stavronidis. Not seen your name before. That's a lovely surname. <laughs> Good point. There is a bit of righteousness over the subject. I agree. Mm. Righteousness, and it's like I I don't actually have a problem with veganism, but I do when I'm made to when it's when there's a righteousness around it. 
and a, and a fury. I get that there's an urgency, and I get that there's important p- points to be made. It's about how the message gets across, and I don't think this is them saying they're still saying they're going to hit the 2050 carbon, de- you know, destination and all that kind of stuff. But I just think this is actually a needed and necessary news story, and I think yeah, he's going to get hit, but, I, but yeah, I mean that's how I feel. Yeah. Oh, well done. No, no, I just I hadn't thought, seen that this morning. Um, okay, let's talk about. Let's go back to, um, let's have a look at this post from Kate Thornton that she posted, uh, the presenter and journalist. Um, she presented, uh, she posted on her Instagram this morning. Um, this is a stark statistic. Oh, God, I can't see. Uh, the stats, and I think the reason they're small is that that's a good point because it shows you how many. Uh, the stats are depressing and stark. Next time someone says, why didn't they go to the police, show them this. All of those images there are rapists. Um then that sort of slightly darkly shaded bit is those that have been reported. And then the slightly darker, darker bit are the ones that face trial. trial. And And it takes years to get there. And then in red, it's the ones that um, are jailed. And then right down the bottom, bottom, what does it say? Falsely accused. Falsely accused. I just thought that was really such a powerful image. Well done, Kate. Yeah. Um, it's, and obviously this is in reference to the idea that quite a few people are saying, well, why didn't they why didn't they go to the police rather than rather than just talk to a documentary? My take on this is now if they've talked to a documentary about it, then is there is there now enough criminal evidence or is there enough criminal evidence behind the, the program for them to go to the police? That's the yeah. question that I My question that. around the whole documentary is why do did are they supposed to? Is there responsibility with the TV channel to give that information mm. to police? Mm. Um, we've never questioned why the women didn't go to the police because, my God, we've had enough experience of that ourselves. Mm. I mean, just, just, mm. just wouldn't. Like sometimes, you know, when I've been counselling, you know, maybe one of my daughter's friends on, on something that has happened and I've, you know, said, you know, let's talk to the police. And to be quite honest, I find it very difficult to argue back when they say to me, there's absolutely no point. Um, and following on from that, Kate Beckinsale's post today, oh, yeah. I thought I did was a little kind fabulous. Of, uh, I did a kind of, um, <clears throat> I filmed so, the carousel, so this will move across now. So, so there you go, look, so, shocking pictures show. show, show so if up. you have a look at the pictures and then what Kate said, um, such a smart one, Kate. Um, Why don't women go to the police? I'm fucking sick of this question. Anyone who's triggered by these conversations around sexual assault, non-recent sexual assault, the idea of women somehow enjoying pretending to be assaulted for fun or attention or money, being somehow a huge problem involving vast numbers, whatever the details of current news events, I see you and I urge you to protect yourselves from being re-triggered by not reading or taking personally upsetting polemics designed to something for rapists. I'm turning off comments out of respect for those who are re-traumatized by the glut of ill-informed and misogynist conversations around sexual assault and grooming. I see you, you are not alone, this is crazy, and you are not with love. Beautifully put. Did you see this amazing statistic at the end? Yeah. A man in the UK is 230 times more likely to be raped than to be falsely accused of rape. and, you know, uh, just even our girls being around the conversations that are going on. I mean, there's one person yesterday, a, a, a famous person that I cannot stand. I cannot stand this person. Mm. And I've come up against them myself a few times. And 
their their suggestions, well, outright accusations that are just going on just continuously about have these women been paid? Paid? Have they been paid what to just just to lie about something? And and just all this drip, 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 and it doesn't help. It doesn't help any mm. women build any confidence that they will be that they will believe. I mean, at the same time, I'm still very aware that we have to say the alleged victims mm. because there hasn't been a court of a trial. And both Mark and I have said right from the beginning, we're so worried that there will never be a trial because how will, the, you know, lawyers can argue that he can't have a fair trial. Mm. So that really worries us. But what I wished, I wish so much that was included in that documentary is the reason why women don't go to the police. But there was one really important point that I can't remember one of you guys said when we were doing one of our lives about it. And apparently, I think uh, Jane Moore was being interviewed, was it on the Laura Kinsberg show. And she said that apparently one of the women or some of the women or a mm. woman went to the police and they weren't, they weren't taken seriously. They might have said, well, there's just not, there's no evidence. But you know what? That I wish that one, that one piece of information in the, in the documentary would have really strengthened the film from the perspective of the victims and then would have kind of, I'd have thought, in also helped entrench other people in feeling that they well, could come forward. It could have shut up it. the people that just keep going, why didn't they go yeah, to the police? You know, the question is, why can't women go to the police? Why? Um, yeah, and the other one I hate is why does it take so long? You know, well, yeah. it takes, you know, it takes as long as it takes for some people, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's just, you know, the story, I mean, the other little details in the story that I was unaware of actually until yesterday, I didn't realise Russell Brand's wife was pregnant. So, I mean, God almighty. Oh she, God. I mean, she's I love, going to be going to I, I follow her and it, she's actually deleted her Instagram account. She's going to be going to Can you even hell. imagine? I don't know if any of you know of her or followed on it. I follow her. She's Sending you love, Claire Smiley. Wholesome, beautiful Instagram account. Kirsty Gallagher's sister. Mm. And and she's just she's just so lovely and natural and just and yeah just it must be just oh, unimaginable yeah that the ripple story. effects of something like this just goes on yeah. and on doesn't it and that's why as much as we can just like talk about it you know think about it question ourselves but don't be mean and attack and attack because you know we have to wait and see. Is there a question to be... Okay, I'm just looking at this comment. Well, sorry, where's it gone? I think it's an important comment. I'm just going to pop it on the screen. Elaine Denning says, unless there is physical evidence of harm, how the hell can a jury decide in a case of a woman being raped or sexually assaulted by a partner? Nice. This Well, this kind of goes to the heart of the Harvey Weinstein case, doesn't it? Because I'm mm. presuming there isn't like there isn't sort of DNA evidence there, but they, there is evidence. They, they do, have, you know, in terms of physical evidence of harm, I don't think it's just physical evidence of harm. What they often look for in these cases is... Uh, the repeat sort of type of assault, or the repeat sort so of that to be somebody else. They have well, they have. It's, it's. I think with the Harvey Weinstein, where it started to develop it's was that there was question. was the was the the similarity and the echoes and the repeat of certain sort of behavioural ticks or processes, which could then be backed up, I guess, by slightly more but that's sort of when administrative you've got a serial evidence rapist. as well. What happens? It's a good question, Elaine. What mm. does happen? Mm. You've gone on a date with somebody, you're having a great time, you go back and you think you're just going for a coffee and maybe a little kiss and then they end up raping you. Where, how does, does it, I suppose in the end, it just comes down to a jury believing one person or another. And that's that will be part of the reason why so few make it to court because they will look at it and say, there's just not enough evidence here. 
It's for you to get for you to get a, a prosecution. So, I mean, are we in a situation where the only way you can, in a sense, feel you gain some justice oh, is by telling your story publicly? Is that well? Is, these are all the good, really good questions that, that need to be asked, aren't they? I mean, you know, that would have been a good part of the documentary. Maybe they'll do a part two explaining why a TV program had to make it. Mm. I mean, apparently the res- they were researching this for five years. Yeah, but again, I go back to trying to and get I, people I, I'm, to speak. Yeah, yeah, no, get, trying to get people to speak. But once mm. again, I mean, I didn't, you know, I felt. I, I suppose what I'm hoping or thinking is is that is there more evidence that they didn't show? Because by showing it, yes. they would have ruined that evidence that's if it what was I potentially wonder. to go to court. That's what I. That's what I wonder. Do they have to hold back some of it in case? And if they do. But if they were to have told us that, which I think would have strengthened the film, would that then weaken the evidence yeah. again? Do you know what I see what I mean? Yeah. It feels odd because there is a discomfort around the idea that you could. Okay, let's let's just put to the to, to the side. You know, Russell Brand. You know, are we in a situation where someone can say anything? I mean, the journalists are going to great lengths to say no. We've cross-referenced and verified and looked at many, 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 many different things. So one can only, but you can't help but wonder whether in a documentary like that, it would help us to see that in order for us to know that, to avoid idiots like this idiot saying, were they paid to do it? Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. You want to avoid gifting misogyny. That's the, that's the thing I've got with all of this. You've got to be really clever and careful in avoiding giving misogynists their defence lines yeah. against accusations. Yeah, I think, and my concern yeah. with this documentary is, though, although, you know, obviously everyone's moving towards the place of things, is that if it, if it achieves that, well and good. But I don't, think it, I don't think it went about it on first watching in a particularly convincing fashion. Yeah. I, I just think it left, it left, left things vulnerable. Wizard Box, what was stopping Russell Brand accusers from coming forward during the Me Too movement? You know what? Isn't it just terrifying the way the Me Too movement, and apparently it's still very strong in America, but here it's almost a whisper because people have turned against it, I find. Mm. I hear a lot of really misogynistic stuff about the Me Too movement from other women, and I find it quite depressing. I mean, I've spoken before on here about somebody that that, that um, was highly inappropriate with me. I really did feel like I was groomed by this person for a while. And when the Me Too movement came up, I, I, I toyed with the idea. And I've always said to you, haven't I, if, if somebody else came forward with a story about this person, because I'm sure there are dozens of stories mm. about this person, then I may well come forward. But i tell you the exact reason why I haven't said anything and why still, if it, if, if it did come out about this person, why I would still hesitate, because... I cannot remember dates, times, places, and you'd addresses. And you'd worried that that would be asked oh, of you and you'd feel... Because everyone yeah, yeah, would yeah. say, now you will know me well. You know, I don't remember any... The other day, I had to do something for my youngest daughter and I had to go in and just check with her what her date of birth was. She was laughing at me. 
So if they say, well, what year was this? What was the address of his home that he took to? What was, and do you know what? I know that every single person would say, well, what a pack of lies. Mm. It's interesting that she, well, if that happened to me, <laughs> I'd definitely remember the mm. address. I definitely remember the date. Well, I can swear to you what happened to me happened and I cannot remember a single fucking detail about times, dates and addresses. So, you know, that's the other thing as women that we have to be like, we have to know, we have to be able to answer quick fire questions. Like, bah, bah, bah. the point is to try and catch out the person. Now, I do think there should be rigorous questions, of course, because whenever there's a chance of being falsely accused, you know, you know, if, if this mm. amazing person was falsely accused, I would want every single mm. question to be asked and to be answered. Mm. You've got to have that because it's got mm. to be fair. But it is a part of why why women don't come forward because they're worried about whether they've got the detail. Zoe, it's not easy to come forward about this sort of thing. I reported something that happened a few years ago. It got laughed at and it was a woman PC as well. Do you know um, what I saw the other day on Instagram? There was this guy, he had... And he'd caught it all on the ring doorbell. At six o'clock in the evening, this is in America, he phoned the police to say that he discovered that his 11-year-old daughter was being groomed and she'd sent photos to this old, old man. The police arrived and he, he comes out and he says, oh my God, yes, yeah, sorry, she's in bed now because they didn't arrive till midnight. Two female officers. And they said, well, you said she's sending photographs? Mm. And he says, yeah. Well, she could be arrested for that. He said, she's 11. And they said, I'm sorry, she's not, it's illegal to send. And he went, and you know what he said? He went, thank you very much for coming, for coming over. And they went, that's okay, sir. Turned around, walked down the stairs, got in their car and drove off. Mm. <laughs> just, just Doesn't surprise me that they laughed at you, Zoe. Just quickly want to say, Vicky Waiting, the candle lady, you have so many people on here disclosing. I'm seeing a lot of people on here are disclosing their own experiences. Out of respect, I'm not kind of flagging them we right can't. to the front. Yeah. Well, no, and also I'm feeling... We're protective of You know, we appreciate you're wanting to share in some capacity here and they can be read on the live chat after the live has gone up. Um, but absolutely, you know, it is a safe place if you want to reach out and if there's any way you guys can, can reach out to each other. Yeah, but we don't, well. you know, we, you, you can make yourself vulnerable by giving mm. the details. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. don't want to read that out for you just in case. You might be feeling something in this moment mm. and then you might regret afterwards having said it. But Especially we, if I was to plonk it on screen we, or read it out. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, thank you. But also we are protecting you by not reading, yeah. reading it out. Um, okay. Uh, Please reach out to rape crisis people. Please yeah. do and have a phone call. It doesn't matter how, even if it's 30 years ago, they mm. will listen and they will advise. And it's that thing of it. They will just give you an affirmation that you're not mad. You're going yes. mad or feeling on your own or that, exactly. you know, you're, you're not justified in feeling something. Um, it's, you know, it's the basis of therapy. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going through stuff where you kind of, you know, you're allowed to, oh, right. That is, that, that is what something yeah. that happened, you know? Yeah. Um, Okay, let's talk about um, Nikki Newman. Sorry, we started to, didn't we? Or no, maybe we did at the beginning. Explain to us, uh, and what's she known as again on, on, on social media? Nick Nat Kalu. Now, Nat you Lou. know my, my darling friends, um, uh, Dance Tits of Tits and Hannah, all have had breast cancer. And they, they knew her very well. I mean, in fact, um, yeah, this will be very d difficult for, you know, for many people in the cancer community, she had a very big following on Instagram and she was a very, you know, a very 
powerful person. I was lucky enough to meet her just just briefly at um, my friend Tit's um, birthday earlier in the year. And, um, you know, obviously my friend said to me, you know, she's at, she's terminal, you know, she knows she hasn't got long. She was there with her incredible, they made the most beautiful couple. Um, at the, at the, in the night, she had this long wig and the next morning she was sat like this at breakfast with this bold, totally bold hair, just talking, laughing, engaging, charming. You know, I said to her, oh, God, we, you know, what time did you go up? Didn't you go? She goes, oh, I went up early. No, she, there would have been so much going on in her. Mm. You know, one can only imagine. And um, she said, but I just laid in my bed and I just listened to you all. And it was just so lovely. And I remember thinking, wow, you are just like a beacon of positivity. And obviously that's why she had such a I'm huge I'm just going to pop up her film where she was uh, yeah. taking the sound down because there's so, music. Well, well, no, no, I was just going to yeah. show this while she was still talking. Yeah, well, we just really wanted, because she wanted to get that change and, and you know, that that check your, your breast message out. She was a great campaigner for early detection, you know, she wrote beautifully about her, God, awful to say, journey. And um, she was passionate about, you know, helping others. And um, if you could, everybody could just keep sharing these posts of hers, I think that would be a beautiful thing for her and and her husband. Mm. And she left a beautiful letter, didn't she, from Mm. um, starting with, if you're reading this, uh, you know, I've gone. And um, if you're reading this, if you're reading this, it means I have died. I made it five and a half years through. Not bad for a stage four breasty. Mm -hmm. Um, And none of this. She fought her battle nonsense. I didn't lose anything. The cancer eventually took over and that's okay. We all knew this would happen. I don't think we are ever prepared to hear the words. We think we are indestructible and a magic cure will appear. But the truth is, we all live this life day to day. We just knew our days are shorter. So please promise me to cherish those around you and give your friends and loved ones the biggest squeeze. Go grab life. You never truly know what is coming around the corner. So don't take anything for granted. You have all become a part of my legacy, my Instagrammily, in Mr. G's words. And I thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being here every step of the way. There is more to come with some amazing things in the works that will aim to continue that legacy. So stick around and keep being the amazing, beautiful humans you all already are. I'm a believer in energies. And if people hold on to the positive energy we have created from this and other pages like it, then I will always be with you. And, uh, And her husband also, if you go to her, Instagram account her husband's also posted an incredibly emotional a beautiful letter to her and um they were together since they were 14 mm. and um yeah they were they were living everywhere I'm, I'm truly in love gorgeous gorgeous couple one can only imagine but yeah that would be a wonderful thing for people to keep reposting her yeah, message absolutely you have an end finally now don't you I have an and finally. I have my own and finally. Well, too. mine is the heartwarming one at the end. So if you've got something silly, do it now. Okay, I, I just this, this just tickled me. Vegan and a vegetarian are jumping off a cliff to see who hit the bottom first. Who wins? I don't know. Who wins? Society. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, vegan. Sorry. <laughs> it was the. Oh my god, he's collapsed. He's an actual music. 
the, new, the news anchor actually fell off. Look, we love vegans. I know someone above. My sister's a vegan. Yeah, yeah. We when do I, cook vegan was, food every Saturday on exactly. our live show. No, when I was talking about vegans, it's purely personal and it's wrong. Veganism is a good, worthy, right decision. I just wish I could get there. I just can't. But yeah, that, I thought that was funny. And okay, I've got one other funny thing. This is a this is Japanese wrestlers. Well, check this out. <laughs> God, up close and personal. I love that. I just thought well, Japanese wrestlers on a train. <laughs> I've I've got I've got um and and fine, finally to warm your heart. I saw this yesterday and I I I cried. I properly cried because just the beauty of this at the end, the wholesome. So many words were said with so little. Stick with it. Wait for the end. DT. I have no issue, issue with, with vegans. vegans. It was the, it's comedy. It was the newsreader <laughs> collapsing on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have. You can really. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, let's have a look. It's just the way she keeps saying, oh, your mum, because her mum, that's her daughter's grandchildren. And I just, I don't know, it just really got me. It was just so simple, just a simple old woman just holding her granddaughter's face like that. And just, oh, your mum, your mum, I just found it, oh, my God, just so deep and beautiful. And it warmed my heart. I understand how that's an end, finally. And (laughs) Japanese wrestlers with arse cracks and faces isn't. And uh, throwing <laughs> vegans under a bus isn't too. Okay. Well, okay, guys. So have a lovely day. Listen, subscribe to the channel. Don't forget to do that. Tell your friends. Hit the notification bell. And don't forget tonight we will be doing my mum, your mum, my dad live after the show. And something else will be landing later today. So Love we're that. now going to wait here and say goodbye.